Okay, so here we go. So hello, hello. So I'm Pastor Girl Linda Price with Common Ground Ministry. And I know that I've been sharing my podcast with you because I realized that if we put everything like on Facebook and we put everything, um, you know, all of our content over here, how will people find it in the event something ever happens to our page, right? And so if you want to follow me, I'm going to share my YouTube link because that's where... Um, I share a lot of my videos. Hey, Dimitri, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Hey, Kenneth. Hey, Crystal. Hey, April. And so tonight as I was cooking, I was like, okay, I'm going to go live because I want I really want to share with you the heart of what the Lord shared with me on today. So prayerfully, I'll be able to switch over and read the um, scripture to you as well that the Lord would have me to share with you. And so one thing that God laid on my heart to share with you all today is um, that we've been released from the Fowler's snare, right? I never realized there were so many scriptures related to the Fowler's snare, right? But there's at least six or seven. And so I'm going to share with you what a Fowler's snare is. And I want to encourage you, right? So I'm not getting on here to beat you up or fuss or anything like that. But I will share with you that we have to stop living as if we're trapped, right? We have to stop living as if life has burned us down so much so that we can't move forward, right? Because it's against what the word of God says. And so a lot of times we begin to believe what prompted me to think about it was one, the Lord shared this with me yesterday. Hey, cousin Kim, um, that, you know, I want you to share with the people that they're free, right? He said, those whom the sun set free are free indeed. But a lot of times as believers, we don't act in liberty. We don't walk in liberty. We don't talk like we have liberty. Our um, behavior isn't that of somebody that has freedom and liberty, right? And so we get so bogged down. But I was listening to this song. I know y'all are going to crack up and not everybody's going to know it, right? Because I'm telling my age, but there's a song by Earth, Wind and Fire called Fantasy, right? And in the beginning, and I love the song. Oh gosh. So in the beginning of the song, I heard this line and I had never heard it before, I guess, or maybe didn't pay attention to it, but it said, man will cause you to forget your fantasies, right? Man will cause you to forget that life that you thought you were going to have. And so the whole song talks about finding the fantasy and escaping the things of the world so that you can go to a place. I think it's called fantasy. I forget the name of the imaginary um, place in the, in the song, but it said that when you get there, you'll begin to see and recognize um, your life in review. You'll be able to turn around and look and say, this was the life that I expected to have. These are the people I expected to be around. These are the things I was wanting to do. And so the Lord is saying, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be an imaginary place in a song. I've created a life and life more abundantly for you right here on earth. Glory to God. And so I want to apologize too for Marvin and I being absent with our Bible study and not sharing our, um, and not being online, but the Lord had not told us that it was time for us to go back and do it yet. So I don't, we, we follow the will of the Lord, just like you do, right? So, hey, Angela. And so I just want to share with you that we are free. The Lord said, you don't have to wait until death to experience heaven. You can have heaven on earth. Glory to God. And so I think what happens is we look around and we think about, hey, Pam, I love you. And we think about all hell that's going on in our lives. I'm not cursing. I'm just saying that all hell is breaking loose in our lives. But the thing is, we also oftentimes fuel it because we focus on it, right? We fuel it and we give it that passion. We give hell on earth in our lives fuel. And how do we do that? Because we pay attention to it. We talk about it. I'm not saying that I don't complain and that I don't gripe and that I don't bring things up because I do, right? Everybody has a five, you can have a five minute pity party, but then this is the thing. And Marvin Price, y'all need a Marvin Price in your life. God bless him, right? He'll say, girl, Linda, you're going to have whatever you say. You're going to have whatever you think. 
You're going to have whatever it is that you believe. And so I caution you to choose your words wisely. Choose your thoughts wisely because half the time, you know, I go from zero to 60, right? Most people don't see that part of me because, you know, maybe you're not, maybe we don't know each other personally, but I can go from, I know they didn't say that or this happened today and I go from zero to all the way over in my emotions, right? And so the thing that I've been praying about and asking God to help me on is to be disciplined in my um, reactions because I, I get so mad at myself that the enemy can get me with the same thing every time. Hey, Bri Bri, I love you. The enemy gets me with the, he used to. But now I've got, I'm with, you see all this gray hair? I can't open up the big old white piece that's sitting right here in the middle. But I'm letting my white hair, it's not even gray. I'm letting my white hair grow because I said, Lord, this is representative of all the dumb things I did in my life. Or, and, not or, and all the lessons I learned. Glory to God. So I'm not fighting the lessons. Thank God for wisdom. I found out she's a girl. I'm super excited about that. Just so you know, wisdom's a girl. I digress, right? And so here it is, you know, then I begin to beat myself up and say, you know what, Lord, why am I thinking that way? Why am I saying that? And so one thing that I've begun to do is I go on noise fast, right? I fast from the telephone. I fast from the radio. I fast from television because two things happen. I saw the trailer for Harriet, right? I cannot wait to see that movie. Oh my God, right? So I saw the trailer for Harriet and I was like, not that, you know, we all haven't heard of Harriet Tubman and not that that's the real Harriet, it's a depiction, but there were so many sacrifices made for us, right? You could even watch The Passion of the Christ. You could read the Word of God and see the sacrifices that all the disciples made, the sacrifices that the apostles made, the sacrifices that the prophets made. Like you can see the sacrifices that your mother and father made, that your grandparents made. So we have got to know that we've been released from the Fowler snare and stop acting like we're trapped, like birds, right? And so I'm going to share with you what the Fowler snare is and why it doesn't have a hold of you, right? The hold is here, right? The hold is all up in here. So that the second thing I saw was this morning, I was having coffee with Marvin Feel my coffee all over the floor. I was so upset. You ever get your coffee perfect and then all of a sudden, I don't know, something happens. But anyway, so I was sitting looking at the phone. He was getting ready to go. And I saw in my feed this young man pop up and there were, he was at a gym. And there were, and I'm making a point to you, there were people around him. It was a lady in front of him and she kept saying, Jump up on this box. I know I'm making a lot of noise, right? She kept saying, Jump up on this box. And he didn't have arms. And when he turned around, his little shirt was tied in, um, in like a little knot to keep his little tank top on but he was he was thin he wasn't frail but he was thin he didn't have arms and his legs his body was just a thin stature so on each side of him were guys saying you can do it come on but that lady was cutting him no slack she said jump up on the box so the first time he went to jump up he missed it right the second time he went to jump up he barely touched it and you could tell he was getting discouraged with himself because he wanted to do it right no arms right so you can imagine that with good arms and the box was high it wasn't like some little box or like a shoe box on the ground it was a really high block of wood so the third time he tried and he almost scraped his um his shin and so you could tell he wanted to cry he was really upset about it. i'm sorry about that let me see if i see the phone he was really upset about it and y'all forgive me i don't know where the phone is i lose that thing all the time and so the fourth time he went to jump he jumped up on the square and they were cheering him on and he got off there and he cried he began to cry he burst into tears i burst into tears right because i was like i have two arms i have two legs right it says that it's a poor wireless connection so let me see if it'll come back right quick so it'll reconnect and we'll keep going 
So one quick, one quick thing. It said my video had paused right quick. Let's see if it'll reconnect. Thank you all for your patience too. I'm not sure if you can still hear me or not. Ooh, it is hot. I got all excited talking about this. So I'm waiting on it's trying to reconnect. It says I have a poor wireless connection. So I'm just trying to see if the signal will go back strong. And then I'm going to stop talking your head off right quick. Thank you, too, for those of you that are listening over on the podcast while we have, like, our little interruption. But, look, I can add some interlude music in there right quick. So you said you can hear me. Okay, cool. So I'm going to keep talking. I pray you can hear me. If you can't hear me, message me down in the little comment section. So when he jumped up on the box, he burst into tears. I burst into tears, right? And the reason why I burst into tears is because there's so many things that God has called us to do. Thank you, Brie So many things that you know is the blueprint of God. You know it's the plan of God. And the second thing that the Lord shared with me today, maybe I'm on the third. I don't know. I lose track of my time, what I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, it's making sense, but I'm losing track of the number. But maybe it's the third thing. The Lord said, "Do you?" this is a question that I'm going to ask you. And it's a question I had to ask myself. Do you find yourself sometimes getting frustrated because you're working on things and they seem like they're not working out? They seem like they're not going according to plan. And the one thing that the Lord shared with me, he said, maybe, Garlinda, you're frustrated because you're trying to work on a plan. When you're trying to work on the old plan, an old way, when I've given you a new direction and a new way. Glory to God. I almost fell off the chair. Right? So maybe my frustration, maybe your frustration comes and has come because you keep working towards the same thing that you used to do, wondering why that same thing isn't working. Maybe not. I know somebody can relate, right? You're working on the same thing the way you've always done it. But the Lord gave me such a revelation. He said, but the thing is, I'm doing a new thing, right? I'm calling you to work on something new. I'm calling you to go in a different direction. You're getting frustrated because you're trying to work on the old stuff that's not going to work anymore because it's like when you get a new hard drive. It's like when you get an upgraded cell phone, right? Okay, I had to get my little 13-year-old a cell phone yesterday. I had gotten Caleb one when he was 14. But, you know, so many things going on in the world. So, anyway, she was so excited. So, that made me think of a cell phone. She did not get an upgrade. Trust me, she got the cheapest thing I could find. And it was free, actually, right? So, maybe when, like, when it's time to get an upgrade and you get it and you realize, God, I should have upgraded all along. I should have had this all along. So, I want to encourage you that, and I'm going to prophesy that to you, that the Lord is saying that maybe you're frustrated. Go back. Lord, are you trying to tell me that I shouldn't be working on this old thing anymore? I shouldn't be working on this old stuff anymore. I need to let that go. I need to close those things out. I need to close those people off. I need to close that door. I need to close that way. I need to let that window down. And stop trying to go back in a different direction that you haven't called me to go in anymore. You've given me something new and greater to do. Right? But what happens is we end up... I've done this. I'm, I'm, so let me not say you because y'all might be better than I am, right? And, and, and what I'm getting ready to say. And I'm good with that. But what I find myself doing is trying to say, well, gosh, maybe I've lost my touch. Or maybe I've lost my moxie. Or maybe um, it's something wrong with me, right? The way that I'm doing it. Maybe maybe I should be doing it a different way. The same thing. But maybe maybe I should be doing this, but just not that way. Instead of saying, well, God, is this the way you still want me to go? Is this still what you want me to do? Is this still the plan that you have for me? And even though I seek his face every day, I don't always internalize what he said. So then now what the Lord has me doing is going back and reading what he said. And yesterday he even told me, remember what I told you. 
right? So maybe the Lord is telling you, remember what I told you. Remember what I said, right? Stop trying to make up in your mind and think about and figure out in your mind why things aren't working. Go do what he said do. Glory to God. Scripture, Psalm 91. So I was only going to read one of them, but I want to read. I'll read the whole thing. It's not that long. Y'all be, y'all be patient, right? He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. Right? But I'm going to tell you where he said he saved you. But it says in here in Psalms, surely he will save you. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. But we don't believe that because we talk, all we talk about is there's trouble on every side, right? I even have to, I remember this lady correcting me. She said, Garlanda, you need to stop singing everything, every song that comes on just because you like the melody when we're not even thinking about the words, right? We're just singing, 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 but we haven't even thought about the words that we're singing. But he said, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. So if we stop focusing on all the negative and focusing on this person said this, this person did that, my checking account looks like this, my bank account doesn't look like theirs, my business isn't working, my project isn't working, nobody's coming to my ministry, nobody's watching my video, who cares? Glory to God, don't care, do the will of the Lord. He said, if you seek me first, the kingdom of God, I'll add all that other stuff unto you. But I just personally believe, and we've talked about this before, he needs to see, and the Lord want, not needs, he don't need to do anything, right? God wants to see when we be faithful. Over just when nobody's listening, will you still come do your video if nobody pops on there? Will you still record your podcast if nobody gets on there? Will you still go and create a YouTube channel even if you have five followers, one follower, and that follower is your husband, your wife, your mama? Will you still do it? Right? Will you still set up at the vendor event and keep going to vendor events even if you don't sell anything? Will you still keep promoting your book even when no one's buying it? Will you still write the next book although you haven't perfected this book? Right? Will you just do it and be consistent with it just because he said so? You know, and I remind and I know y'all don't need me reminding you of this, but I mean Jesus lived thirty years to have a three year ministry. Glory to God. He lived thirty three years, but thirty years he lived as a carpenter. And worked as a carpenter and a prophet and preaching and teaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. But for three years, he only had a ministry for three. But you want to have a ministry today, right? Not all of you, but some people. And they wonder, why is no one listening? Well, dang, he had to grow up and live for 30 years. Some of y'all need to mature. I have to mature. I have to grow up and get out of my own head, out of my own mind, out of my own way. Grow up. Right? We're too immature in the things of God. And I'm not saying you are. I, I say Garlinda. Garlinda has to grow up. I'm too immature. I shouldn't still get knocked off my horse by things that people say or things that people do. That shouldn't be able to get me out of character if I'm mature in Christ. Right? I should know that, oh, thank God, they are persecuting me. That means elevation. I should be celebrating and saluting them. Cuss me out some more. Talk about me some more because you're just pushing me higher and higher. Right? I should be excited about that. I shouldn't be calling my friends and saying, girl, let me tell you what happened. God, let me tell you what they said. I should be mature, more mature than that. Right? Amen? So here's the rest of it. Psalm 91 and 9. If you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. 
for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Glory to God. And this is what this prophet said to me one night at church. I was embarrassed, right? <laughs> this is a, a long time ago. Um, we were going to Parks Chapel, now Kingdom Impact, which I love. He's some apostle for And the man was, this is his name was Elder Bird. So shout out to Elder Bird if he ever finds this video. And he was so awesome. And what he said to me was he said, sis. And he walked, made a beeline over to me. He said, sis, every time your husband wants to cover you, right, it's like he has up an umbrella and you get out from underneath the umbrella. I was like, ouch. I didn't think that I was doing that, but I could understand why he was saying that because a lot of times we want to be in charge of everything. We want to run everything because they're not running it like I would run it. They're not doing it like I would do it. They're not saying it like I would say it because they're not you. He's not me. Right. And so it gave me such a revelation that the, that the man of God said, every time your husband wants to cover you, it's like an umbrella. You get out from under the umbrella. And so I was able to take that correction. I didn't take it like he's saying my husband should have his foot on my neck because he's never treated me that way. But I took it like the Lord is saying, I have someone to protect you and cover you. Stay over there and follow my will. Glory to God. So many of you need to be able to withstand the correction of the Lord because he said, I correct those whom I love. And we're not always right. I know we want to be. I know I want to be right. But we're not always right. So let's keep going. Psalm 91. And 12, they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Glory to God. The problem is we haven't sought the Lord for his covering. Right? So that's the example I was sharing with you reference what the man of God said about Marvin. With Marvin being my covering, but the Lord is his covering. The Lord is my covering. The Lord is our children's covering. I don't have I didn't always used to call upon the angels and say, Lord, dispatch your angels. I need them jokers to come now, right? <laughs> because if I want it my way, that means I'm running ahead of safety. I'm running ahead of protection. I'm not then waiting. I wasn't waiting on the Lord to do his work, to have his way, because I wanted it my way. But let's go back to the point. You've been released from the Fowler snare. So the other scripture is Psalm 124 and 7. I had to write it down so I wouldn't get distracted. The Fowler snare. Then I'm going to tell you what a Fowler snare is. So 124 and 7, pray 6. Praise be to the Lord. 124, 7, 6. Psalm 124 and 6. I'm sorry. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. The Lord has not given us over to our enemies. You may hear them gnashing. You may hear them fussing. You may hear them talking. You may feel like they're breathing down your neck. But the Lord has not given us over to them. And I remember, um, I don't know if it was my sister or not. Shout out to Dr. Patrice Carter. Love me some her. And she said she had read somewhere or seen something where this little boy was telling his dad. His dad was a preacher, was a pastor. And he was, of course, the son of a pastor. And he said, Dad, at night when I go to bed, I can see the demons on the ceiling. Like, I see the demons above head watching me. He said, don't worry about it. They can't touch you. Don't worry about it. They can't do anything to you. Now, I personally, in the past, in my past life, would have freaked all the way out. <laughs> but the thing is, he's given us authority. He said, you would tread on the heads of serpents and cast out devils in my name. I've given you authority over every unclean spirit. But instead, we give the spirits life and we give the spirits liberty because we have not yet gotten in our mind that we've been released from the fowler snare. The enemy no longer has a hold. Glory to God. But we don't give the word back to him 
for him to set for us for him to run for we don't give the word back to him for him to flee because if you give the enemy the word he can't he can't refute the word instead we want to do it in our power and say oh no devil not today no it's written in the word of god that um I have the authority to tread on the heads of serpents and cast out devils in Jesus' name. I've been given authority over every unclean spirit, so you got to go, right? I'm not trying to do it in my authority. I'm giving him the word back to him. So if you want to say, I've been released from the foulest snare, which you have been, hey, Pastor Jose, give him the word, right? The enemy knows the word. The demons know the word, right? And they have to flee. Glory to God. So let's keep going. So one twenty Psalm 124 and 7, we have escaped like a bird. Now back over in Psalm 91, he said, I will cause you to escape. Well, let me read you right. So I'll mess it up. Hold on. Psalm 91. That's not me really trying to sing. I'm just chuckling. He said, surely he will save you from the fowler's snare. But in Psalm 124 and 7, it says, we have escaped like a bird out of the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Glory to God. So here it is. Many people find themselves still ensnared. But it's only here. It's only up in here because he said you've escaped. It's in the word. Glory to God. You have escaped. We have escaped like a bird out of the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. And so I just, the Lord wants me to encourage you today. And then Psalm 124.8 says, Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You are no longer ensnared by your past. You are no longer ensnared by your circumstances. You're no longer ensnared by the things that you've been through. But what happens is we get this picture in our mind and we're all, we've all been guilty of it. And we, some of us, not, I don't want to say we all do this, but we, some people remain there. There's something that happened. It's, a tra- it's called a trauma point. And at that point, in that place of trauma, something so horrific happened, something so horrible happened that we grow older, but our spirit stays stuck in that place of trauma, right? Our maturity and our growth stays stuck in that place of trauma. Glory to God. I remember being there, right? For 44 years, good God Almighty, I'm 50. So I really only say that I've been delivered and set free from myself and in my own mind six years. Glory to God. And so if you find yourself today at that place of trauma where you're still stuck there, let it go. Now, I'm not talking to people that have clinical depression. I'm not talking about that. Depression is not something you can let go. I'm not talking to people that... um you know, like you're still wounded from something that, you know, was so traumatic that recently happened and you're still in the grieving process. I'm talking about people that you know it's time to move on. You know that you've made it through the five stages of the grief process. And because you don't, because you're scared of what's over there, you've chosen to stay over here because you know what's over here, right? That's what I'm, those are the people I'm talking to. I'm not talking to people that are clinically depressed and they don't see a way out and all they see is darkness. I'm not talking about that, okay? So then the, let me just share with you what is a fowler. I hope you can still see me on the screen. So if not, just listen to what I'm saying. And of course, if you're on the podcast, you can't see me on the screen, but you can hear what I'm sharing with you. So one who a fowler is one who snares birds. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. So a fowler is a professional bird catcher. And it says, in the days previous to firearms, birds were captured with nets spread out on the ground in traps and snares. There was a method of taking young birds from a nest, raising them by hand, and when they had become very tame, 
They were confined in hidden cages so that their voices would call others of their kind to the spot and they could be killed by arrows and concealed, I'm sorry, killed by arrows of concealed bowmen or the use of the throw stick um, was very effective. And it talks about that in Ecclesiastes 11.30. This was a stick one and a half feet in length and a half, one half inches in diameter hurled with a rotary motion at the legs of the birds and was very effective when thrown into flocks of ground birds such as partridge or quail, especially if the birds were running uphill. So two things I would say to that. One, stop hanging around birds. There's no reason you should be running on the ground when you're called to be an eagle. Glory to God. That's number one. But number two, it speaks to the people that we're around. It speaks to those that don't want to see you grow. I'm just saying what a revelation is for me. You may, you may read it differently and it's not saying that. I'm just saying in, in revelation, I thought to put it in layman's terms. Here it is that they got one cute little bird. They raised him by hand. So he's a pet, right? And now they've made, they've gained his trust. And now all of a sudden they put him over here in a cage and he's calling out to the other birds. You got to be careful who's calling out to you. You got to be careful who you're hanging around. You got to be careful whose voice you listen to because the word of the Lord says, my sheep know my voice and no other will they follow. They won't follow after a strange voice. Glory to God. So when you begin to hear things that are not of God and you begin to follow plans that are not of God and you're wondering why are things working out you need to think about where you listening to a bird's voice or somebody else's voice not a bird somebody else's voice other than the Lord and they lured you out so that they can entrap you not everybody like the word says that cries Lord Lord is of God amen and not everybody that calls you friend is a friend some of them are foes not everybody that says you my best friend you my bestie you my girl I love you you my boo thing not everybody that says that is telling you the truth glory to God and this God said in the word that everybody should desire desire to have discernment and everyone should desire to prophesy glory to God because when you have discernment that means you have wisdom I state she's a girl because I said it in the word right because when you have the wisdom and the discernment to know who's for you and who's against so you won't mess with people that you know you be like "Mm -mm, that's not of God they ain't of God whether they're smiling or not doesn't make them of the Lord and I have a friend of mine used to always say well you know they're a Christian no, she, they wouldn't say that. Let me correct it. She would say, well, they're a believer. I don't know what they believe. Glory to God. And that's how you have to become. I don't know what you believe. Glory to God. Because just because somebody says they're a believer doesn't mean they believe in the same God we believe in. Just because somebody says they're a believer, they don't believe, they not necessarily believe that Jesus Christ died and rose from the grave and forgiveness of sins. Just because you tell me a believer, I don't know what you believe. But I believe this, that we've been released from the foulest snare. I believe that your past is the past and that you don't cheat yourself from the future that God has for you looking back over there. But you've got to watch the people that are around you. You've got to watch the people that are ministering to you saying, girl, and so I think you should do this because it might be a little bird that's just being used to trap you, to, to make you, to take you off the course of what God has for you. I've done it. Right, And what I mean by I've done it is things look so good over here. Things look so great over there. And they have nothing to do with destiny. They have nothing to do. I don't know. Nothing about birth of no babies. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I had a, um, what was that movie, right? I had a gone with the, man mo- gone with the wind moment. But it had nothing to do with where God had told me to go. Now I'm mindful. No, the Lord didn't tell me to do that. It does sound like a great idea, but the Lord didn't tell me to do that. Right? So you got to listen and you got to pay attention. You got to know the voice for yourself. And the way to listen and to pay attention is to be quiet. Get off the phone. Right? I do feel guilty when people call me and I don't pick up the phone. But I'm trying to hear God. 
Like, he's given you so many projects and things that you are called to accomplish before you leave this earth. And I will not miss one thing that he called me to do. I will not miss one thing that he said, Garlinda, I told you to accomplish that task. I don't want to get there. And he said, Garlinda, no, you can't come in. Remember, I told you that. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, well done, enter into my rest. And you want to hear, well done, enter into my rest. And not to say that you want, but who wants to leave unfinished work? Glory to God. You've been released from the fowler snare. Go be free. Go be the best. Go be great. Go be what God called you to be. We have got to stop letting money be the excuse. We've got to stop letting people be the excuse. Right? We've got to stop letting inexperience be the excuse because he's given us amazing skill sets. Right? And he did not. And I don't know any. Let me. What was it that I wrote in the book? Because I talked about it the other day. We're all original. You're an original design. Thank God there's only one Garlinda, right? Somebody would shoot the clone and kill, I'm sure, right? <laughs> but you are an original design. Glory to God, there's not one other Angel, there's not one other Sabrina, there's not one other Pastor Jose, there's not one other Tabitha, there's not one other Carmen. There's not. Glory to God. And because of that, you've been given a specific and a defined work to do. And what's so awesome, you know, when Marvin and I turned 50, he's 51, he just walked in, that's why I threw that under there. Hey, honey. When we turned 50, you know, I used to say, gosh, that's so old, right? But I feel like I started over in a great way. I feel like when I hit 50, my life began again. At half a century, I was like, okay, we ain't got time to play. You know, that's when they give you the black and white balloons, right? Over the hill. I'm not over the hill. I'm over the moon. I'm, in the, I'm, I'm not even in, I think I shared last week, there's the atmosphere the stratosphere the mesosphere the thermosphere and then there's the heavenlies i'm in the heavenlies glory to god i'm up there i'm not floating and levitating like i'm all holy i don't mean that i mean that there's nothing that can hold me bound from what god has called me to do there's nothing that can hold you bound because god has not changed his mind about the plans for you when you look back over your life and i know maybe i'm not the only one that did some really dumb stuff right i think about i still in my errors did not abort the plan of God. Glory to God. And then he even said in his word, I'm going to try to see if I can find it right quick. I hope I don't lose you, but let me type it right quick. Because I can't, I think it was in Isaiah. Let's see. I think it's Isaiah 61. Let me turn to that right quick. Let me see. I love the book of Isaiah. They probably gave him a hard time. Let's see. Sixty-one and seven. Okay, so I'm sorry, I had to go back over there and see if I could find it. So in Isaiah sixty-one and seven, and I'm not sure this was the scripture I was looking for, but. This is um, the, it's my Bible titles it the year of the Lord's favor. And then I'm going to share with you, finish sharing with you about the Fowler. So in the book of Isaiah and in the book of Jeremiah, the people were still in exile, right? And so even, it might've been Jeremiah. So even in their exile, the Lord said in Isaiah 61 and seven, instead of their shame, my people will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, I'm sorry, and instead of disgrace, they will rejoice in their inheritance and so they will inherit a double portion in their land and everlasting joy will be theirs after they cut up 
Glory to God. Now, I'm not celebrating cutting up. I'm certainly not celebrating being outside the will of God. But God is such an honorable God. He is such an amazing God that he said, when you get yourself together, I'm going to bless you double for the trouble you got yourself into because I know how to get you out of it. But when you come out of that place of exile, when you come out of that place of sin, I'm going to give you double for your trouble. I'm going to give you a double portion for your shame. I'm going to give you a double portion for your disgrace. Good God Almighty. So why are you holding yourself in the trap? Glory to God. He's going to repay you double for the, the headache, for the noisome pestilence, right? So I looked up the word noisome pestilence. And what does that mean? Noisome means annoying, right? In the English, in the Bible, I'm sorry, it has in the Bible English, the meaning, it means evil or hurtful or offensive or loathsome right the in translation of hawaii it means mischief and calamity a noisome pestilence a common word for evil is mentioned in ezekiel as noisome beast and it occurs in job 31 and 40 he called it noisome weeds right so it means that he said i'm gonna repay you for the noise for the hurt for the pain for the for the just the the nonsense the annoyance because you were even though you were wrong because he says shame. Well, it wouldn't be any shame if you hadn't done something to be ashamed of, right? It says there's disgrace. So unless you hadn't done something um, that was disgraceful, he wouldn't have needed to make mention of it. But the Lord said, I will bless you with a double portion. So why then do you hold yourself to a standard and an account when he said, I set you free? Glory to God. So it's up here. It's a heart issue. It's a mind issue. It's not a God issue. But people would condemn the Lord and say, God, why is this happening to me? God, why am I going through that? It's forgotten. He said, I wash that stuff into the sea of forgetfulness. It's you won't let yourself go. Glory to God. So let's finish talking about the foul and I'm going to go. I know I'm keeping you. Um, so it says, there was also a practice. This part kind of freaked me out. But there was also a practice of sewing a captured bird's eyelids together and confining it so that its cries would call large number numbers of birds through curiosity and they could then be taken in the several ways mentioned oh my god right so you've got to be careful with the people you hang around you've got to be careful always being the trash can for people's pity parties you've got to be careful with people crying out for your help but really they want to waste your time they don't want to change they don't want to mature they don't want to grow they don't want to do what thus said the lord because there is a trap glory to god i mean who who stops and takes the time to sew some birds eyelids i didn't even know birds had eyelids but nevertheless that's what a fowler did right so then it says the fowlers supplied the demand for doves and other birds used for caged pets and furnished the market with wild pigeons and doves for sacrifice and such small birds as were used for food. So Psalms 91 and 3, For he will deliver thee, deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. So I'm going to share just a couple more things. But one thing I want to share while we're talking about that is you have to be careful. It said that the other birds were curious. You've got to be careful allowing people to use and manipulate your gifts use you for your resources use you for the the um, anointing that you have on your life because they see it and you don't right and so therefore they're able to ensnare you and they're able to trap you and they, they may they maybe even pay you for your gifts they maybe even pay you for your product they may be even invite you to come in the minister and to come in to talk right because they know the anointing that you carry and because you haven't figured out the anointing maybe you have but maybe you don't maybe you're not living out loud 
with your anointing and you're not living out loud with that calling, then other people can manipulate and use the gift and take advantage of it and cause you to use, cause other people to be taken advantage through it, right? We have to be careful of people's intentions around us. That's why I don't hang around a bunch of people, right? And I don't say that to be funny. I just, what's your, what, what do you want? Now, I might not say it out loud, but I'm thinking it to myself, okay, Lord, show me. What's the intention? What's the motive of the heart? Because the Lord looks at it. The Lord looks at the motive, right? But we have to be careful because, look, these people are out here looking to ensnare us because of the anointing. Glory to God. It says, this is David's promise that the Almighty will deliver us from the evil plans laid to ruin us. As a bird sometimes in its struggles slips the hair and escapes from the snare, which see, which was set for it. That's in Psalms 124 and 7. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Jesus Christ broke the snare. Glory to God. Jesus Christ broke the snare. And so the, God did not send his one and only son for us to live a life trapped. For us to live a life not free. For us to not live a life of liberty. Glory to God. What would have been the point? For him to endure the cross for us not to then have life to the fullest. You've been bought and paid for with a price. Glory to God. We owe a ransom. Right? We were ransomed, so now we owe something. Glory to God. And so we gotta pay God back. We gotta do what He sent us on the earth realm to do, which is make disciples of men through whatever He called us to do by any means necessary. If He called you to do hair, make disciples of men. You may say, Well, Garlanda, how do I make disciples of men by doing hair? Minister, encourage people. Encourage them. Share the good news of Jesus Christ. I don't care what you do. If you bake, cake, sweep the floor, um, paint, art, make stuff, whatever it is you do, it should be for the glory of God. You've been released. It's time for us to live out loud. Glory to God. Last thing I'm going to share. It says, here is the fulfillment of the former promise and a cry of rejoicing. Sometimes the snare held fast. Sometimes it broke. Then the joy in the heart of a freed man was like the wild exultation in the heart of the escaping bird. That's Proverbs 6 and 5. Deliver thyself as a roe from the hands of the hunter and as a bird from the hand of the fowler. With methods so primitive for these, as for these for taking birds, it must have occurred frequently that a stunned, wounded, or entrapped bird slipped even from the hand that held it and made good its escape. I love that. So... In its most traumatic moment, its eyelids might have been sewn shut. It may have had an arrow through its leg, which had to be painful. And instead of staying there in that place and calling out to the other birds, it said, I got to make my escape. I'm going to, it's either fight or flight, right? I'm either going to stand here and be stuck and fight it out, or I'm going to fly. I'm going to escape. Glory to God. So I encourage you on today. Escape. I don't care if your eyelid has been sewn shut. I don't care if you've been wounded. It does not matter what the trauma is. Oh, Angela, bless you. God bless you. It doesn't matter. Everybody's been through something. I meet people all the time, of course, because just ministry, work, whatever it is. And ain't nobody been through like they've been through. Just because people don't wear it on their sleeve and don't wear their hurt and their trauma and their shame and their disgrace on their on their sleeve and they're out smiling and they're living life does not mean that they've not endured hardship, does not mean they've not gone through anything. Nobody's badge of honor is any greater than anybody else's. It's all suffering. Glory to God. But have you ever met people and they just, they don't suffer longer than everybody else. They don't suffer worse than everybody else. He said those, if you want to reign with me, you must suffer with me. Glory to God. And everybody has seen suffering. Glory to God. 
Last thing, for among my people are found wicked men. They watch as fowlers lie in wait. They set a trap. They catch men. Here is the plain comparison strongly drawn between wicked men entrapping their fellows and fowlers taking unsuspecting birds. It's the same thing. The last references in Hosea 9 and 8. Ephraim was a watchman with my God. As for the prophet, a fowler's snare is in all his ways and enmity in the house of his God. Wherever he goes, the prophet is in danger of being trapped. Wherever you go, the believer is in danger of being trapped, right? Because people want your liberty. They want your freedom. The enemy does not want us to be free. The demons do not want us to be free. They do, they do not want us to have joy. Glory to God. So the only way for God to be glorified is for you to live a life of freedom. Don't let Christ going to the cross be in vain. Glory to God for you to then meet him. And he's like, well, I'm, come on in. You can come in. But I mean, you could have had life on earth. You could have had heaven on earth. Glory to God. So I'm Pastor Garlinda Price with Common Ground Ministry. Shout out to my honey bunny, my lamb chop, Pastor Marvin Price Jr. I just wanted to share with you what thus saith the Lord on today. You have been released from the fowler's snare. You are free. So stop living like you are trapped. Glory to God. And even if you feel trapped, it said that even... Some of the birds, although they had had their eyelids sewn shut and they had, they were wounded in their legs, they were wounded in their body, they still found a way to slip and to escape from the fowler's snare. Glory to God. And last thing, those whom the sun set free, glory to God, are free indeed. So I love you. I will talk to you soon. I pray you have an amazing week. Go live your life. Could be great, okay? It's going to honor God. And it'll honor the people that we owe, our family, our parents, our children, okay? Amen. I love you. Bye, Angela. Bye, everybody. God bless you. Thank you for listening, okay? Thank you so much for those of you that listened in on the podcast. I pray that the word of the Lord was a blessing to you. Again, my website is garlandaprice.com. You can contact me there, of course, on social media, um, on YouTube and on Facebook. And I would love to connect with you. God bless you.